0: Hello, welcome, it's time for Atomic Radio Hour, the post-nuclear podcast, this is episode two forty-three. If you're joining us today, I hope you're well, you look fantastic. I have a feeling my voice sounds a tad more sultry, a, ta- a tad more ruminating, a tad more baritone. It's because I'm sick and I don't know what the hell I have. It's not the COVID, I know that. But let me tell you, since I had COVID, my lungs have been killing me. I went up north, where the elevation is as high as 10,000 feet above sea level. And believe you me, I felt it the whole time. The other day, I was running my usual run at the gym. And my God, did it hurt. So if you're joining us, welcome. I hope, I, I kind of hope this is the point of my. I'm kind of playing it up a little bit. Like, I. Jesus H I can feel that I'm kind of playing it up a bit also because like I know I'm going to edit my vote my vocals on this to a point where I might make it a little more deep I might make it a little more baritone I might make it a little f- more fun I don't know I don't know I just I can really feel it especially when I bring it to the back of my throat and my nose that whole the sinus area I can feel it um I'm sick I don't know I so few things to talk about I'm sick uh, and it's like I turn 26 and just I get sick constantly. My body always hurts. It's like it's I'm dying. That's what it comes down to. I've hit the age where I'm just ready to die. I'm ready to curl up and pass away. Uh, It sucks. I had a good run. Uh, Everything goes to my brother, my mom. Uh, I love you. (coughs) See, I'm coughing all the time. And it's real phlegmy. And like I bought an emergency, and I never had emergency, but I bought the big pack of emergency, and my God, did they slap. Like I was sitting there going, I could drink this on the wreck. But I hope you guys are well. You look fantastic, as usual. Welcome to Atomic Radio Hour. I have a fun piece of lore today, and I'm thinking about starting to do lore in a new way. Something different, something fun, something to get the community a little more engaged. Um, And I'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to talk about... It's Starfield, man. Uh, I waited. It's currently Thursday, the second of uh, I'm sorry, March second, Thursday, twenty twenty three, in the year of our Lord, because uh, I waited because I heard earlier in the week that there was going to be a big Starfield announcement. I heard that we were supposed to get something. It was supposed to be something big, and uh, or an announcement of when we can see more about the game. Which the way directs work, I wouldn't be surprised, like coming in two weeks to your television on Twitch, like some stuff like that. And I'm at the point where I just want to see this game in action. I want to see the Space Pirates. I want to see the the story. I want to see the beginning of it. I want to see how the Bethesda face looks in the next gen. Uh, I want to know if this game will become their Skyrim where it's they're pumping it out constantly, which, by the way, The Last of Us is slowly doing, which I could talk about later i apologize if i cough every now and again i want to see this game finally so i wait and i wait and i wait and the way i heard about an announcement was from scalzi on twitter and he's a dude who i trust like i remember he tweeted stuff about red dead 2 and he tweets stuff about gta and he tweets stuff about bethesda games and whenever he does it i'm you he's usually right uh he's right more times than he is wrong and honestly, I could see him being the next Nebel or Nebel or whatever, however that fellow's name was pronounced uh, until he left when Elon bought Twitter. But I just want to see this game already. Like, I just want a, a gleam, a, a glimpse, a glimmer, another G word. I want to see it. Like, I just want to see something about it. So I'm sitting here and I'm waiting. And yesterday, <coughs> yesterday, I, I'm, I'm saying to a friend, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to record Uh, record record i sound like jimmy stewart oh i'm not even gonna do it that was just cringe i'm sorry it's just uh you know i want to see this game i feel like this game has been talked about a a lot this is the only bethesda game that we're gonna get for another six to seven years so i just kind of want to play it now there's a huge chance that it could fail i doubt it will but there's a chance that if this doesn't make money uh which it will like i said (laughs) <laughs> it will and if this doesn't then i can't imagine what the hell bethesda will do for the next six years while they wait on the next elder scrolls and 11 years for the next uh, fallout game but anyway I want to see it. I'd like to know what you you in the comments uh, want to see out of this game. If you want to see the ship combat, if you want to see the combat combat, if you want to see exploration, you want to know how many planets there are. I want to know how many companions there are. I want to know. Uh, I just want to be a space pirate like I, I'm going to play the game to be a space pirate the first time around. I'll play it a second time around this is a game I'm going to buy physically. I know it's going to be on Game Pass, but uh, I'm going to buy physically. I know my Game Pass, I think, it runs out in June. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to renew it because I don't play my Xbox as much as I really should. So I think I'm going to renew it then. Or I'm sorry, not renew it then. And I'll buy a copy of Starfield. I really want to get a copy of Atomic Heart. Uh, I just don't think I'm going to play it right now. But it is on Game Pass. It's a game that I feel like I'd really, really enjoy. It kind of feels like Stalker a little bit. I played Stalker a little bit on stream once. But it just it's such an old game that it barely works. And it's kind of just hard to play. <coughs> But, you know, all in all, all things said, I've enjoyed waiting. I kind of miss the hype being around games. I kind of miss when you're sitting there ready for a game to come out. You're ready for news. You're ready for it. You've you've seen it. I miss gaming magazines a lot because I miss the hype. I miss that, like, we sat down with Gearbox Games to talk about their next endeavor. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, that's super dope. I can't wait to see something. And, like, a game that I would have no, like, zero interest in, just just negative interest in, they'll show. Like, there's a thing Kyle was showing me in one of his old game informers that was like, oh, hey, this is what Borderlands is going to look like. And they show it, and it's nothing like you'd ever think it was going to look like. It's just completely different in the sense that it's, like, serious and, like, kind of down to earth and a little more grounded. And it's not silly. Like the first Borderlands is a different game from what the second one. I think the second Borderlands isn't that great. But like I miss that. And I kind of wish I had Game Informer still just so I could like, oh, here's the magazine. They're talking to Bethesda. They're talking about Starfield. Look at this. And then like you, like I miss like taking it to school and like showing it to your friends and be like, oh, you got it before I did? And like flipping through it like. That's just something that's so – like I think when we think about lost media and stuff, not in the traditional sense of like, oh, that episode of uh, Sesame Street with the witch from The Wizard of Oz. It's more like lost media in the sense of lost experiences from media. And like my kids or my little brother doesn't know the excitement of running through a, a Game Informer magazine, like how much fun that is to do. Seeing all the new stuff in it. Of course, back then when I was reading Game Informer, video games were good. But that's a different story for a different day. I want to see more Starfield. I know as soon – like as I'm editing this tomorrow morning, I'm going to get a broom on my phone. And it's going to be like, oh, yeah, uh, here's the Starfield thing. It's going to be – I'm going to call it March. Let me look at the calendar. I'm gonna call it March. March, 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 March. Marsha Marsha Marsha. 15 to 18, somewhere in that window. March fifteenth to eighteenth if it gets announced tomorrow. If you're watching this comes out on a Saturday, it might have been announced. If it is, there's probably a picture behind me. But ow. Anyway, I don't feel well. So next up, I just really want to talk about uh, something I've been doing on the side. I, I've been trying to talk about it a little bit here, but Kyle and my brother and myself are big fans of the last of us video game series. And we're just as big fans of the television show. So if you have any interest in that, please give that a look. See, it's only on the YouTube. If you're listening to this on a podcast uh, app, a podcatcher, check out the YouTube. I think it's worth it to check out the YouTube. But on top of checking out the YouTube, uh, check out my other shows. There's a bunch of stuff there. There's stuff that is on hiatus. There's stuff that I want to do more of. There's videos on there. But the one thing that I'm doing right now that's a lot of fun is I'm doing The Three of Us, a companion show to the HBO show, The Last of Us. There's only nine episodes. Uh, it's also just going to become our de facto last of Us sh- show. So when the next season comes out, we'll review that. When the next game comes out, we'll review that. There, <coughs> We'll talk about things there. Check it out. But, uh, but I'd also really like to talk about the Patreon and where this week's lore comes from. Uh, because of the Patreon, I can continue to do this and I appreciate the hell out of everybody who is supporting. Uh, if you like the show, please seriously consider giving a dollar here, a dollar there. The show's free. It's completely free. I don't run ads. I don't have the ability to run ads. To be completely honest, the show itself does not have a sponsor as of this point. Um, even like weekly dynamic ads, none of that. So it's a completely fan funded show. And if you'd like to, I'd appreciate if you check us out um, just because I, this is show is a labor of love and I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it and having support makes the show become bigger and better. I've been looking into more equipment and what have you all this to be said, I have to thank some people real quick. And starting from the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last, but certainly not least, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you. Now, if you're in the Patreon, you get to listen to these episodes, be recorded live. This week, I didn't set up a thing because I wasn't feeling well and I was waiting on the date to show up. But in the Discord, I have a thing that's right there that uh, it'll be an event. and It'll say like at eight o'clock Mountain Standard Time, I'll be recording. You come in, I'll share the video, we can do everything. And starting now, what I'm starting to do is I'll use both the Discord and I'll use both the Patreon uh But if you're in the Patreon, you get first dibs on this week's lore. (coughs) I'll have some other stuff. I will be taking lore suggestions from the Discord. I will be taking lore suggestions from YouTube. I absolutely will. But it's a way for the audience that is on the Patreon to be a little more involved. And like I said, $10 tier. Watch these episodes get recorded live. There is at least four Wednesdays in a month for what's four divided by ten. I went to public school. I don't know math that quickly. But it's less than $3 an episode and you support a show that's uh, it's it, it, I try to make this like the way the post-apocalyptic Wayne's world. Thank you for being here. I love you very much. Sorry to ramble and rant and rave a tiny, tiny bit. So like I said, today's lore was picked out uh, pretty much by the Patreon. So if you'd like to hear any lore whatsoever, make sure you're either in the Discord, leaving a YouTube comment, or in the Patreon, because Patreon will get first dibs on lore. I will have some other stuff, uh, especially if I forget and I just have things picked out, whatever. But if you'd like to hear any, any lore in particular, make sure you're part of the community. Make sure that you're a member. Join the Discord. Join the Patreon. Join my, follow me on Twitter. Whatever. What have you. So I asked – I wanted to do some some early stuff. I wanted to do stuff from Fallout 1 and 2. I feel like I've been kind of neglecting it lately. And I felt like you know if I'm asking so far ahead of time, maybe I should do something that's interesting, that's big, something that I feel like a lot of people don't know about. So my two choices were – and I say a lot of people don't know about because there's two groups of Fallout fans right now. 76 people, Fallout 4 people. And then I feel like there's like three groups. Then there's the three in New Vegas people who never played anything else unless they went forward – And then the old school guys. And I think there's... I saw somebody post this recently. There's a lot of people who have been playing these games but do not know who the master is. And Super Mutants have become incredibly prevalent. The iconography of Super Mutants is almost as important or as prevalent as the Brotherhood of Steel. So I put on there, do you want to hear about Navarro or do you want to hear about the glow? So like I said... This week's lore comes from the Patreon. If you'd like to hear any lore whatsoever, make sure you're in the Patreon, the Discord, or leave a YouTube comment. And this week's lore, via Patreon, comes to you right now, hot and ready, of the Glow from Fallout 1. The Glow. The Great Glow. The hot spot. Some of the Brotherhood of Steel refer to this as the Ancient Order. What is formerly a West Tech research facility established in 2055 was primarily used for biological studies. Now, this is the beginning area of where FEV or PVP, which I'll get into a little bit later of the different names. um, This is where this starts. Uh, Some some weapons, some tech, some other stuff is developed here, but this is where FEV pretty much starts. Uh, They were also making the cure for the new plague. And like I said, FEV. Now, West Tech uh, in 2069 became the single biggest private contractor of the American government. It is divided into two divisions, the Advanced Weapons, which is making T-51 b power armor, uh, other advancements in armor, and energy weapons. It also is the Pan-Immunity Virion Project, or PVP, which later becomes FEV, the Forced Evolutionary Virus. By 20 – in 2055, it is pretty much just biological research. 2071 to 2076, West the West Tech facility is secured by the military. So the military of these United States is the, the people, the residents that are the most in charge of this facility. They are there to, like I said, make sure that they can use – because the original idea for FEV was to make super soldiers – and they're trying to make super soldiers but they're also trying to create weaponry and I get into some of the weapons that you can find a little bit later mostly energy stuff the most powerful stuff in Fallout 1 research on PvP slash FEV stopped in 2076 due to the fear of internal espionage and PvP research was later transported to the Mariposa military base a thing that I appreciate these appreciate about these early games is how everything feels so connected New Vegas does a very good job at this I, I appreciate fallout 3 for how in shambles everything feels because that's the and i hate this word but the vibe that the entirety of the game gives off so even though not everything feels super duper connected i appreciate that personally i kind of like small pockets of civilization trying to live but the glow itself (laughs) an area so irradiated that after just a few moments of exposure that could be enough to be lethal there's a thing that I was I was reading I didn't write it down I didn't think it was super important but it gives you when you first get there it gives you a healthy dose of rads that you can actually rest there this is a totally in-game feature you can rest there and it gives you like over 13,000 rads I believe it was like 16,400 rads killing you instantly and could lock you out of the game more or less if you haven't saved properly. Now, by 2077, the Great War happens, and a direct direct hit from a nuke caves in the top of the facility. A gaping hole that is where the facility once was uh, is now just there, and the FEV tanks inside release into the air – making FEV mutate with the radiation. The radiation mutated the FEV once airborne, uh, mutating differently than in Mariposa because of the high rads New Californians often refer to this area as the glow. Now, real quick, I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com, the Nukopedia, if you will. And I have additional notes here because I wanted to talk about the layout. I feel like a lot of people who play Fallout 1 Will will go into it uh, and hit the glow and kind of get stuck. I know I got stuck there. I also got stuck on the Brotherhood quest where you have to go to the hub and kill those guys. But I feel like the the, the glow – the last time I streamed it, the glow got me because I uh, didn't realize that the radiation poison would continue. I thought it was very much modern Fallout rules where you get it and then it just hinders you in some way. It doesn't increase until you're dead or the effects happen until you've passed. So the exterior, the exterior is an irradiated hole to the ancient, and I have ancient in air quotes, research facility that a rope can be used to descend into. Level one, much of this part of the building was pretty much destroyed by the bombing. Sergeant Allen's body can be found here. We're going to talk about Sergeant Allen and the Brotherhood of Steel momentarily. So if I reference any names Just remember, these are guys that were part of a splinter cell of the Brotherhood of Steel. They're a a defective group, if you will. Level two, affected by the bombs, but still intact. Some security robots are here, and you can also find the red passkey. On level three, house the weapons, research, and development labs. Some labs can be found around with weapons and ammo now this part of the game since i said before always confused me i always feel like i got stuck here whenever i get to the glow i feel like i'm in and out immediately so i do not have a ton of research into the depths that is the glow, this entire underground bunker that was used so that man could manipulate science and play God. Level four, a Zach supercomputer that oversaw research in the labs. He has been idling since the bombing. I'm pretty sure this is a reference to Harlan Ellison's I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. <coughs> Harlan Ellison, uh, who I would probably say, excuse me, I would probably say is my favorite author, but I also wouldn't say that I have a favorite author. <clears throat> I don't feel like I read enough, but Ellison is a guy who wrote a boy and his dog. He's also one of the guys with the only, I believe it's the Nova award, um, because they gave the director of a boy and his dog, the award. And he goes, well, I wrote the damn thing. Can I get an award? And they said, we only have bases. And he goes, I'll take the base. So, um, he has an award. It's a fantastic movie. I want to read the books. I also really want to read I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, but everything I found online was $600. Why is knowledge being kept behind such a paywall? I can download a PDF right now. Nothing's stopping me, but I want to own a physical piece of media. I want to hold it in my hand. I don't want to listen to an audiobook. unless maybe Ellison himself reads it. But the Zach's computer, Zach's being A supercomputer that's seen throughout. I believe some of the vaults are powered by Zaxx. One of the vaults in 76, I'm pretty sure is powered by a Zaxx. I think that might be the one that was for Nuclear Winter. Don't quote me on that. We're not talking about that vault. We're talking about the glow. But the computer idling, biding his time, doing what he's doing is very much a reference to uh, Harlan Ellison's I must scream and I have, I have, I, and I have no mouth, uh, which there's a video game about it and Ellison's in it. And I want to play, I want to read the book before I play the game. It's also might be a reference in some weird way to, um, me, me, the Gary Newman song. If you've heard basement Jack's, where's your head at? You've heard the beat. Cause it's sampled from that. Uh, that song is a song about the last supercomputer on earth that is just sitting there waiting cause there's no more humans left. That's the other thing I thought of. That's a fantastic song. Listen to that if you get a chance. He's frustrated by the inability. The Zach's computer frustrated by the inability to run basic routines. This floor has some of the most advanced research development sections in the entirety of the facility. Level five, the heart of the R and D facility the least accessible, sealed off and protected by three robot checkpoints. There are labs where uh, FEV was developed and the Winchester P-94 plasma rifle. I love how the plasma rifles look like miniguns in this, but they're like plasma casters. They're disgusting. They're beautiful. They're very sci-fi and they're very, 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 very powerful. So records of the development of FEV can be located here. And level six, the living quarters of the research facility, which I think is crazy to think you live where you work. A base that's so highly, highly kept secret. There's, they move their biggest project from one base to another because of espionage. People live here. People don't leave here. This, in its in of itself, is somewhat like a vault, and not an effective vault. But kind of a vault. These people were trapped in there. These people were on the sixth floor. They didn't get out. Bomb hit everything. Went haywire. <laughs> It housed, a, it housed power generators, and the generator fuse got stuck in a locking position, losing power to the entire base. You can also find one of Sergeant Allen, a man who I will get to shortly. One of his men are down here. Now, post-October 27th of 2077, sometime after 9.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, when the bombs fall, Sergeant Allen, a group in Mariposa military base, who were soon to become the Brotherhood of Steel, gather a small offshoot under Captain Maxon. And they want to explore. Sergeant Allen's men want to go explore uh, the former West Tech facility for artifacts. Maxon refuses, tells Alan that it's a suicide mission, that he's wasting his time. You need to be here in Mariposa with your men. But Alan still takes his leave, takes some tech, takes some weapons, and some members. Soto, Jensen, and Caramillo, just to name a few. They were killed by robots and the radiation of the glow once they arrived. And like I said previously, one of the artifacts that you take with you is the hollow disc before they were hollow tapes, the hollow disc that tells the demise of Alan and his people. When people approach the Brotherhood of Steel to join, they send them on a fool's errand to the glow to retrieve an ancient artifact. The vault dweller brings back a hollow disc that has a recording of the fate of Alan and his crew. This earns the vault dweller a place in the Brotherhood of Steel. What I like about this is they let you in, but they're not happy that you're in. You won, and you won on their terms, and they're men of their words, and they have to do what they said. They're not happy about it because they thought you were going to fuck off and die. But hey, a deal's a deal. Sometime after 2161, this I actually didn't know. I never put two and two together to say that these were related. Don't know why. Sometime after 2262, ghoul survivors from Necropolis, so depending on the fate of Necropolis, whoever survived there, travels, settles. The town of Dayglo, what was formerly San Diego. It is both a city and one of five NCR states. It's some of the biggest. Um, Shady Sands, Boneyard, Dayglo. It's, it's a huge territory. It's a state in which is owned by the new California Republic. A salvage operation has started between Antietam. I would say Antietam, Antietam and the hub becoming quite profitable. I love the idea of a tomb. I love the idea of a place where technology was. This, more or less, could be seen as one of the places where humanity fell the hardest. This could be seen as an area where humanity's greed caught up to itself. Acts like the Glow, places like the Glow, places like the the West Tech facility that... This game is based around things like this is, is all just about greed and corruption and what happens again when you try to play God. And these people were doing something evil, unequivocally evil. The Making weapons is one thing. As long as man will be here, we will be violent. We will be making weapons. We will be finding ways to kill each other. Mutating men to be super soldiers is a different level A different level of evil just akin to some German folks from like 35 to 42, 33 to 45. Look up uh, some of the stuff that was done in those camps. Evil, awful, miserable repugnance. But that's kind of what this is meant to replicate. It's meant to mirror and saying, look, these are the good guys. Look what we're doing. That's all I really have to say about the glow, my friends, and that is this week's lore. So I hope my voice hasn't bothered you too much for this installment. I, uh, I don't know what I sound like on the recording. I can hear myself. I could do the ear test. Hold on. Let's do the ear test together. I can do the ear test, and uh, I kind of like it, to be completely honest. The ear test is like a thing that you don't hear what your real voice sounds like, but you can kind of hear it better when you put your, your finger in your ear. I don't know how true that is. I saw one of the voice actors of the Animaniacs do it once, and I just kind of believed it. i hope you guys are doing well i hope you guys are having a grand old time check out uh the three of us i want to know what you guys uh what you guys think like is going to be the fallout easter egg in starfield what's the skyrim easter egg in starfield uh just what are you doing join the discord like i've been saying join the discord come hang out come say hey come say what's up i love seeing you i love you you're great you're fantastic i don't care what anybody says about you i think you're all right i think you're fucking a-okay to be honest But but that's about everything I have for you. Thank you for being here. If you like the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. Silvermansounds.com slash free music for all of his heaters. But my song is called Feather Duster. Uh, Follow me on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter. Follow Kyle on on, on Twitter. All the links are in the description below. Shout out again to the Patreon right down there. Uh, There's a link if you'd like to help support the show. Like I said, it's completely fan funded. So show a little love. I love you. If you'd like to support in a smaller way, there is also the where You can buy a design, a sticker, a t-shirt, a duvet. I think I have, like, bathing suits. All the dumb stuff, because I thought it was funny. But I love you. I will be seeing you very soon. Uh, and hopefully that's next week. Bye, everybody. I hope that thing didn't get announced. I bet it did. Bye. See you next week. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A uh, Gullman entertainment production.